Welcome to the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast, episode 327. Hello, everyone. Tom Brussell here. Thanks so much for joining us. Our special guest today joins us courtesy of our friends at Cobra Puma Golf. He is the 2020 United States Open champion, Mr. Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson, thanks so much for joining us. I don't know about you, but I like the way that sounds. 2020 U.S. Open champion. <laughs> it, it definitely has a good ring to it. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate for me. Appreciate uh, you having me on. It was a lot of fun. Hey, I want to talk about that incredible year last year, but question our listeners like to hear is we all fell in love with this game somehow. You know, Take us back to you know, what, uh-huh. what you did normally, childhood, somebody influenced you. Talk about that briefly. Yeah, my dad was a professional golfer for uh, a little while until he had me, and then he turned back to being an amateur. But I got to the golf course with him all the time and uh, grew up around the game. Played a bunch of other sports, but what really drew me into the game was how individualized it was and how you know it was outdoors and in, you know it was in nature. And I loved looking at trees and seeing the birds and wind and all that. I just loved nature in general. And once um, I got a little bit older. I started uh, watching golf films and watching Ben Hogan and I watched how hard, how hard he worked. And, you know, my parents always talked to me about hard work and dedication and whatnot. And I just found a similarity there. And once uh, I saw his golf swing, I just wanted to swing it as good as him. And that kind of gave me the golf bug. And uh, from then on out, I've always been trying to pursue, you know, excellence as much as possible. Well, you mentioned Mr. Hogan. Is that where the cap Mm -hmm. came from? You got it. That is exactly where it came from. So, yeah, not too bad. And then once I got to college too, you know, at SMU, Payne Stewart obviously went there. And so it kind of worked out in that fashion too. So it's a tribute to Hogan and, and Payne Stewart as well. Let's go back to about this time last year, or maybe a little past Bryson, because you're starting off a new season there. Everything's going well. And then around the first round of the players championship, our whole world comes unglued. I mean, everything stops. Yep. I mean, you can't, we don't know what safe is. If, if it's safe to go outside, if it's safe to hit balls, Talk about what you did yep. and what you were going through in those next few months. Yeah, it was an interesting time for sure. I was very blessed to have a gym at home, and I had a hitting simulator, HD golf simulator in my house, and I really thought, okay, how if we're going to be locked down for a substantial amount of time. How can I get some really good practice in, and how can I do something with my body that will make a difference when I come back out? And so from then on, I started working out really hard every single day and getting a lot of strength and, and muscle size and mass. And over the course of, uh, you know, a few months, I was able to change and transform my body. Um, you know, so once we got back out of quarantine and then colonial started it came back a different person with a, with a whole new swing speed. Yeah. It was kind of like Bryson 2.0 and we saw something totally different. Yep. Uh, you, you win at rocket mortgage and it was on display. Talk about that. That was, that was awesome. Yeah, that was a pretty cool moment for me. It definitely showed that I could change and transform my body and still win. You know, only only a few people in the course of this game of golf have have done that, and it was cool to to see that and to be able to experience it and uh, just to feel it, feel how how amazing it was to set your mind to something and accomplish something that few people have done. And you know, it was great to be able to then go and back it up at the U.S. Open. Um, but you know, rocket mortgage was cool. I was nervous that whole week and didn't know if it would pay off in the end. You know, the first three weeks, it was great top tens and whatnot, but never got the win. And, you know, finally was able to get the win and kind of, kind of, you know, there, there was a lot of, uh, I guess you could say 
positivity that came about from it, knowing that I, I fulfilled something that I set out to do. Yeah, and you mentioned it a little bit later on Wingfoot, the U.S. Open. You win by six, and a U.S. Open <laughs> yeah. in September, and, and there's not any fans. It's, I know it doesn't yeah. take away from it, but talk about that week at the U.S. Open because it was, it was, from my perspective, it was something beautiful to watch. No, definitely. It was really weird, too, as well, um, not having fans there. It was kind of sad, too. I mean, to give you an example, you know, uh, Matthew and I were, were battling it out in the last round and I was able to hit it up onto the green on nine and he was able to hit it to 12 feet and I made a 30 footer and, and all of a sudden, you know, I thought the crowd would have you know, gone wild, but there was no crowd. And so there's a couple collapsed and nobody went crazy or anything. And I just walked in a 30 footer on, you know, the, the ninth hole of the final round. And, and normally you have a huge grandstand there and everybody would have been losing their mind over, but there's just a couple claps and a couple small golf claps. And I think that was kind of the juxtaposition of the, the place we're in today. Um, and I think that was just a, a really interesting and, and, and cool moment that kind of highlighted the whole tournament right then and there. Well, yeah. Last year we got to interview some of your fellow tour players, uh, Colin Morikawa, uh, Xander Webb Simpson, and they all, the, it was all the same. My gosh, we miss our fans. We got, we miss our fans out here. Yes. It's so different. How, how does, how does it feel out there without them? Well, it's, it's a bit, um, dulled down. If, if, if that makes sense, it doesn't feel like there's as much hype to, um, to the tournaments. Now, obviously in the back nine on Sunday, you still feel those pressures and whatnot, but if people aren't watching you, people aren't turning you on, people aren't rooting for you. It's, it's, it's really weird. Um, but you know, I hope we don't get too accustomed to it because I want to see those fans back out there, but, uh, it is what it is. It's the world we're living in. Bryce and our friends at Cobra Puma brought you to us and, uh, you've been with them since the beginning. Talk about that. That's a great relationship you guys mm-hmm. have. It is Bob Villian started out, uh, uh, he, he wanted to, um, help me out and see what we could do together and create a great relationship together, which we have. And, uh, then, you know, a year and a little bit ago, uh, Dan Ladd came in, in the picture and, and Bob moved up a little bit and, uh, it, it's been amazing. This, this whole process has been incredible through, through tough times, through, through good times. They've always been supportive no matter what. And I think that's the most important thing is that when you're a part of the Cobra Puma family, you are family. It's not just a, it's not just a word. You know, we, we all care about each other. And we want the best for each other. We want to try and, and uh, do the best on each level, you know, all the way from, you know, building hosels, building grooves in the face to, to, you know, being just a support on the back end of being positive, no matter what happens, they're they there for you. And it's an amazing relationship that will be there for a long, long, long time. We got to speak to Jose this past week, and uh, he said that you've been testing the Rad Speed driver prototype. It's, I don't know if it's in your bag right now, yep. but talk, talk about the, the new driver. Yeah, it's definitely a unique design. Uh, we've done some pretty amazing things. Uh, the CG being moved a little differently and, uh, still having that face, which is pretty sweet, uh, infinity face. And then also have, uh, you know, I, I would say personally that the design and look of it is really cool and unique to me. And, um, you, you know, stuff that characteristics from the speed zone have translated over into the rad speed, but they've, 
you know, highlighted and identified little things that make it even better, which we're still working on, on, on making it perfect for me. Cause you know, my drivers have to be unfortunately so unique with the speeds I create, sure. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, but at the same point in time for amateurs alike, it's, it's one of the best performing drivers that, that I've, I've played today. It's just, you know, again, making it perfect for me is a, is a different story because of the speeds I, I obtain, but, um, for everybody else, it's, it's an amazing driver. He also said the popularity of the sales of the one-length irons are really uh, are, are really increasing. Just some words of advice mm-hmm. if somebody was going to look into those to help their game. Yeah, I would say uh, you don't have to swing the way I swing. You can swing it whatever way you want and, and let the clubs perform the way they should. So you could have a two-plane swing. You could have a Jim Furyk swing. You can have whatever swing you want. The golf clubs themselves are just going to help you stay in the same posture, no matter the situation you're in and no matter the swing you have. So, so let people, you know, I, I want people to know that. I want people to understand that you don't have to swing like me in order to use those golf clubs. They're a golf club that will help any amateur alike trying to improve their iron play, getting them from a, let's say, you know, um, 20 handicap down to 15, I think could be too, totally easy uh, to do if they give it a try and, and stick with it for, for at least a week, they'll, they'll see that the difference that the, the strike that they can get on a foreign five iron, even pitching wedge, when you have everything the same length, uh, becomes really easy when you're practicing your seven iron and also you're practicing every single other club in the bag at the same time, because it's the same length, the same club. Well, that's great advice. Hey, Bryson, as we close, what's in what what's in store for twenty twenty one? I've been watching some videos of you working with Kyle Berkshire and the swing speed is unbelievable. <laughs> to, to yep. Talk about what your fans can look for from uh, Bryson in twenty twenty one. Well, hopefully more speed. This year they will hopefully see a lot more speed. Uh hopefully my wedges will be a little bit better and I'm gonna make a lot more putts. That's the goal. Um uh, it's it's a long process still and We've got a long way to go, but I think I'm headed in the right direction. I know I'm headed in the right direction. Bryson, again, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for coming on. Best wishes to you for a great 2021. We'll be cheering you on. Great. Thank you. The 2020 U.S. Open champion, Bryson DeChambeau, courtesy of Cobra Puma Golf. What a great interview. Some great takeaways from that interview. Certainly, the one-length irons, you don't have to swing like Bryson to benefit from them. You might want to go try to give him a shot. And also, the Rad Speed Driver, he'll have it in his bag. Certainly give that a try. And then finally, the year of 2021, look for more speed from Bryson DeChambeau. Well, special thanks to Cobra Puma for putting that together and to you, our listeners. And we'll do it again next time. We have another episode of the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast here at WorldwideGolfShops.com. So long, everyone.